Hi guys, welcome to Don't Quit Your Daydream. I'm Shar. And I'm Shana. And we invite you to join us, two friends, as we discuss the highs and lows of writing. Come and take a seat and make your writing dreams come true. Hey daydreamers, welcome back to Don't Quit Your Daydream. Today we are talking about how to strengthen and deepen your characters. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to the other episode that we did about characters and basically most of our episodes are about characters. However, we wanted to go a bit deeper today on how to really know your characters well and I think that it can be hard when you when you're writing at first and like you know you don't really know that much about them and so this episode will hopefully help you to get to know them a bit more basically um, because we don't want flat characters we don't want characters that seem like a, a copy and paste of all the archetypes and that's it mm-hmm. we want characters that feel really fleshed out yeah. um, I think that's usually the term that we use in the industry yeah, isn't it to absolutely. flesh out your characters to make yeah. them really human and mm-hmm. realistic what would you say is most important thing when trying to go from like a flat boring normal character to someone a bit deeper for me i always start with backstory yes I because agree. i feel like your as as a human being your past really it doesn't dictate who you are but it helps to shape it who does you yeah. become. and it shapes every aspect of your life mm. as you go through so i think trying to understand someone's backstory helps you to understand their why yes. which really helps to flesh them out so if you know where they've come from what's happened to them and how it's led them to where they are at your point yeah. of the story like the start of your story it helps you to actually understand every decision that they make and every relationship that they have and the conversation the way that they speak the way that they conduct themselves yeah. the way they put themselves forward and i think that that's that's where I start. Yeah. No, I, I think you do too. Yeah, 100%. I totally yeah. agree. And I think that in the beginning, like, yeah, it's absolutely fine to have your, your list of traits or whatever and your list yeah. of, oh, I want them to do this role in the story. But mm-hmm. as you go, I think it is really important that you take a step back at some point mm-hmm. and be like, okay, why this character? How did they get here? Yeah. Why do they get nervous in certain situations? Why do they yeah. go for this type of um, love interest or yeah. whatever it is? Like, the decisions that your character make makes sorry should be from a place of of, of like their, their, their psychology really i think that's what we're going into really Absolutely. isn't it yeah i was just about to say it's almost like you have to be your character's therapist yeah you do unpick, you really do like, yeah. unpick all those strings yeah that exactly lead to, like, yeah. The, the reasons mm. why because that's what it's all about like things like habits why yes the one that bites their nails yeah. or yeah. you know someone that maybe has a certain type of tattoo mm-hmm. why have they got that where did they get that scar from yeah you know why do they wear their hair like that yeah it's like even it, the most it, yes it is things. and the, you yeah. might think that it's overkill and it is like some yeah. of the questions that we ask ourselves are yeah. overkill and they will yeah. and they'll never make it into the story mm-hmm. but you having that in the back of your mind will help your character feel more realistic when Absolutely. they're on the page you don't yeah. have to explain it at all yeah. um some bits of it will definitely come through whether mm-hmm. it's through flashbacks or revelations yeah, yeah. or you know conversations yeah. however you do not need to put all of it in there no but i think that that's the beauty isn't it? it's like with any kind of if you research for a story yeah the vast majority doesn't go in. No. But the, where you know when an author knows way more than on page. Yeah, and yeah. that helps to make the world feel bigger. Yes. And I think that's exactly the same with the character. We may not know everything about them, mm-hmm. but we we know why. Like, if yeah. you think about, like, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. like, 
every single character had this really, really like thought out backstory. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and we had a feel that George R. R. Martin clearly knew way more than we. Oh knew. yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and so it became so they had these. these he had the history past. of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and so it helped though when we were either watching, reading it to really consume it in a way that's like, gosh, these are real people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's like if you just if someone just wrote a little story about me today. Yeah. I, there's so much more about me than the little bit that you might write yeah, on, on yeah. a piece of paper and that comes from being a real person with mm-hmm. lived experiences so yeah. I think that that's like that's the major major one I mean it there's really lots is. of other things but yeah. that is the the key and that's where I would always advise someone to start yeah because you can get so much from that and the way to go into the backstory if you've never done it before is to just ask yourself questions and ask the yeah. obviously the character questions yeah. uh, and keep pulling apart and asking yourself why okay they grew up in a single parent household you made that decision okay why so yeah. what happened to the other parent yeah. Yeah. was it devastating or traumatic in some yeah. way was it expected was it a sudden death did they witness yeah. the death all of these things like obviously watching a parent slowly die it, it has a much more oh my God. like a different effect on a child then like yeah. if they suddenly died or if they saw them die like all yeah. these different things what like, position effect. did it leave the other parent exactly in, were struggling did, were did they... the child have to be a carer for the parent yes. whilst they were ill like all these little yeah. things like yeah, as soon yeah. as you start you've asked yourself one element of the of oh, thing but, you, but then you branch out so yeah. it's just little things like that and then you ask yourself okay so how, what effect did that parent dying have on the other parent yeah. were they then strong afterwards and like became a bit bullish and, and strict or did they retreat into themselves and become like you know quite like timid and they're afraid yeah. of the world and, and maybe you had to step up with me yeah. a parent like all these things like you are in control and it's quite yeah, yeah. Well, exactly you're There's in control so, and it's, so it's actually really fun to go into the backstory I, of a character I personally think the backstory of a character is one of the most fun yeah, things it really you can is. do yeah. and I think you, you really hit the nail on the head in that the, the question why mm. I think even forget character just as building a book as a whole. That yes, question true, why yeah, yeah. is like the magic key. It is. And it like is. you don't realise how simple it is, but when you're like, why? You know when you get kids and they're like, why? Oh, you think of the why? same thing. But why? But why? But why? But the reality is that there's magic in that There really is, because you're peeling time, back yeah, layers every time. Absolutely. And every time you ask the why, it leads to another new why mm-hmm. and another new why yeah. and another new why that allows you to know even more about what's going on. So I think that... That is probably some of the best advice. Yeah. And I'm like brainstorming, trying to figure it out, figure out a character. Just going on a piece of paper and like writing the little bit that I know and then saying, well, why this? It yeah. leads you down one one like tunnel mm. and then, you know, you come back up and it leads you down yeah. another. And you, you just find out so much information. You really do. And like, do. I'm... I'm thirty five thousand words into my manuscript at the moment, Woo-hoo! which is just, <laughs> which is probably just under halfway. I'm not sure. Yeah, obviously, it would depend. Say so. For a How, drafter, exactly, but, yeah. exactly. And I've just figured out something really big about my villain, mm-hmm. and it was it was in something to do with his sister. I was like, okay, why is his relationship with his sister like this? And then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's because of that. And I was like, oh my god. And then it opened up a little oh. bit of the story and his plan. Oh, yeah, and I so, would like to hear this <laughs> <laughs> so little things like that, like can really explode your story and like a lot of people I think and myself included like worry about the plot sometimes like well, what's the plot going to be what the plot's going to be and you don't need to figure out the plot as long as you know something detailed about the character and their motivations and what they need and what they need to learn then the plot will come naturally I was going to say it sounds crazy but now that I have a better understanding I think so much less about plot yeah and I think more about like what is this world and who are the people that yeah. live in it? Because actually, once I know what's happened in their past and who they are, 
I then know what decisions they mm. make. And that, like you say, creates a natural plot. Exactly. It just naturally creates it. You don't have to think. It's illogical. Because sometimes we can do plot and we get bound by that plot. Yeah. And we mess up and we go against the natural yeah, grain of who our characters are going to be. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Because, like, um, I think it's easy to fall into the trap of, like, when you've got a villain and a very conventional villain. Like, mm-hmm. let's just take Lord Voldemort because he's, like, the most obvious yeah, villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, okay, we're going to have him go and kill Harry's parents. Then we're going <laughs> to have him go and recruit some bad guys. Yeah. Then we're going to have him c- kill everybody at Hogwarts or whatever. Like, it's just a bunch of ticks, like, like on a checklist mm-hmm. for what all the bad things that the baddie can do. Yeah. But it's absolutely... It's not, it's not motivated motivated <laughs> by anything real and innate in him like and like specific to him and what he wants mm-hmm. and so when you when you actually think about okay this is my villain that's their backstory they were hurt in this specific way or this yeah. specific thing mm-hmm. happened to them mm-hmm. they were brought up in this set of circumstances yeah. that therefore makes them believe x thing about the world yeah. and therefore informs their beliefs that they now are yeah. making where they think they're doing the right thing mm-hmm. or they know they're doing the wrong thing but because they hate the world so much because of what happens to them that leads them yeah, to do yeah, the wrong yeah. thing yeah. you know what i mean like it then makes yeah. it obvious what kind of decisions Absolutely. they're going to make I, and the decisions yeah. that they're going to make become the plot that Absolutely. then the hero has to go against yeah do you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what we got with voldemort is that afterwards mm. then it was like okay so we learned he's tom riddle yes. and what exactly to tom yeah 100 why yeah. was this and we saw him in the mm-hmm. home and Dumbledore first yeah. and you start to pick it back and you almost like feel a bit like oh wow I kind of understand how he I don't yeah. agree mm-hmm. but I understand the, exactly. the steps yes. it took to get there and I think yeah. that's the really important thing is to figure out even when you don't agree with the character and what they're doing can you understand it yeah and it's like, you know, I watch a lot of crime documentaries. Guys, don't judge me. <laughs> but I watch a lot of crime documentaries and I'm always like, wow, that is the most horrific thing. But when you go back in mm. the, the the villain, if you want, <laughs> if, you, if you go back in the perpetrator's like past, mm. there tends to be a why. Yeah. There tends to be a how they ended up the way mm. they did to do this really gruesome thing to this other human being or human beings. And whilst you can look at it and say it's still wrong and it's disgraceful mm. and it's disgusting. You you do understand the threads of how it came to be. Yeah. And I think that's what you're trying to do in your story. You're creating those threads that make logical sense. That mm-hmm. And like Shana said, it's not something that you have to tackle in a logical way. No. You just have to figure out who is this person and what have they gone through? What have they seen? What have mm-hmm. they experienced? And that helps you to get to the point where you start to actually understand why they then, by the time it comes to your book and the time frame your book set in, why they are doing what they're doing at this stage. Yeah. And that is what I would say is like the most important for just laying the groundwork and probably the best the best bit of like, you know, being able to get that real bulk of who your character yeah, is. Yeah, and I think that's like perhaps the piece that's missing yeah. for when a character is flat. Yeah. It's like I said to Shana, my main character was the one that I was struggling with the most. Mm. I always struggle with my main characters the most. Side characters come really easily to me. I don't know why, but main characters are hard. And so I've spent this weekend just really going over her past and mm. understanding who she is and why certain things like why she's made certain choices what's happened to her what her life experience has been and that's helped me to understand how she's dealt with that and therefore how her personality comes across i couldn't get there before that i literally had to think about it all weekend (laughs) to be able to think oh that would be how she would be of course because there was kind of like a multitude of ways that she could have been Mm. but 
she went down this route because of a couple of other yeah. things. And so it's just understanding and navigating that and saying, okay, so then this like this because of this. And like, like I said to Shana, I've kind of got a thing with my character where she's one way internally, mm. but she's not always brave enough to be that way. So yeah. also looking at like those nuances of like, are they always like this or are they like yeah, this with some yeah. people or do you know what I mean? That, is, that is a really part. good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's like another thing. Fleshing out me. a character is like obviously yeah. any person. Like yeah. how you act at work is going to be different to how you act with your siblings to how you act with your, your husband or your yeah. boyfriend. Who, how you act, act with your, your friend from school that you that you don't see all the time. Like you're going to act differently in different ways. You're going to feel comfortable in different environments as well. Mm-hmm. And like I think that things like like mannerisms can be yes. a good way to flesh out your characters yeah. how do they speak what is their dialect like i always think of this most obvious example but hagrid obviously oh, like gosh, you yeah. know when he's speaking without I've saying that he's like he's speaking yeah. um so you don't have to do that for all your characters because it'll be a bit much but can you have certain things that are specific to one character to help them stand out and again having a reason why so they don't just give them a funky accent just because like they have to be from somewhere different than everybody else otherwise they'd have the same accent as everybody else wouldn't they they have to maybe a nervous habit because they're a nervous person because of whatever whatever they've been through there has to be um a little bit of a logical reason again whether it's explained or not is up to you but that logical reason does have to be there in the back of your mind and i think that what what you're doing with your character is really profound because like if you do have a first person narrator a first person perspective mm-hmm. then you are going to have that contrast between the thoughts and what they say to the, yeah. to the as a narrator and then what they actually say in the dialogue so that Absolutely. can be really good to play with and for the readers yeah. to be like oh they're actually different mm-hmm. in, in different situations and they think differently and they don't say what they think like that's really cool that's and it, really it good. is cool to play with yes isn't it? i think and that leads really nicely on to i think that the next thing is deciding actually how they speak because yeah. I think that's such a massive thing character voices are massive yeah, yeah remember I think we were saying this in another episode where we were saying uh, what's interesting is that in real life we don't have access to anybody's inner monologue yeah so what we actually have is access to what they say yeah and so a lot of how people perceive people is based on what they say to them yeah, and yeah, how, how their tone is how they come across mm. and so I think dialogue is a really interesting thing to mm. To actually explore, like oh, I, yeah. I personally, for me, dialogue comes more naturally to me. That's the easier thing. So for me, I find dialogue really, really fun and exciting. Yeah, when I get to actually have like two characters have a conversation. Mm. That is exciting to me. But there's so much in there that yeah, it, do you know what I mean? I love, especially I love this when it comes to like romance. <laughs> romance is such a cool one when it comes to dialogue because you've always got it uses very often that thing of what is what is being said mm. and what is not really being yes, said the, in what's the, being said. between the lines, <laughs> yeah. the subtext. And, and yeah. it happens a lot in romance, like where somebody, like we're screaming and be like, he's in love with you, can't you <laughs> yeah. see this? And she can't see this because he yeah. hasn't said, I'm in love with you. He's yes, like yeah. saying or acting, his mm. actions are telling us all of that. But you're not seeing it as a character yeah. because you're not in that place to receive that, which is something we all do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like sometimes looking at the the, the conversations between characters yeah. and the way in which they interact is a really great way to like figure it out. Like a character can be someone who is really caring and is really kind, mm. but things have happened in their life. So they struggle to show that. Yeah. So how they are and how they speak to people doesn't come across that way. Yeah. And it takes you really getting to know them. 
Yeah, it does, yeah. And I think that what you've just said has helped me to think of, like, um, really showing the inner conflict within a character is is a great way, like, the most important thing anyway, but, like, Mm. a great way to show a fleshed-out character because... And I think what you've said about, like, your, your main character having the things that they don't say out yeah. loud like the different mm. way they react is showing it in a conflict between who they want to be versus That's who, who, they, who they can be yeah, in the world absolutely. how they just display in the world um yeah. because if you've got a character who wants something but has a fear that stops them from getting it then they're going to have an inner in conflict because yeah. like but i really want this but i'm scared but i can't yeah. I, oh, I, oh these things are in my way but I, I i believe in myself no i don't like all these things like a, like a choice and a back and forth in, internally whether you've yeah. got third person or first person obviously it's easier with first person but you can do it in third person people do it in third person yeah showing well. exactly yeah. exactly showing that is is a great way to show a fleshed out character because think about it like we all have like a million probably not a million but like a million thoughts every no, no, day a million, probably a million yeah definitely million. for us definitely yes <laughs> maybe two <laughs> we have those thoughts all the time and so your main character should have that as well obviously not as crazy as we do because that'll get boring yeah, yeah. And, stressful. <laughs> and stressful for the yeah, reader unless you, obviously you write some quirky anxiety yeah, yeah, character then yeah. that might work yeah. however don't do that if, if not only if it works but yeah exactly in certain situations yeah. where they have to make a choice which hopefully that's what you're doing because <laughs> Please make your characters make choices. Yeah. You need to show that a little bit of like resistance. Like I know what I need to do, but I'm scared to do it, or yeah. or I'm I'm torn between right and wrong and easy versus hard and my friends yeah. versus my family. Like all these different things. That's a perfect way to show depth of character I think Absolutely. yeah and the other thing that I was thinking yeah. when you were talking is relationships so yes. you say that you find it difficult with your main character and I think I do too it's only mm. lately that I've been a bit better with them I wonder if it's because we spend so much time in their head yeah that it's, that it's, it's actually harder. a lot harder yes, because exactly. it's not just snippets it's that's true yeah like... it's harder to com- yeah. commit to the person who's in yeah. the head the most I so, so I think that if you are struggling with your main character then it could be really great to just flesh out the ones around them and yes. it could help you to then flesh out them. I agree. So if you've got them yeah. having friends that are already they're already friends with, or they've got family members or whatever, mm-hmm. then it take a moment to flesh out those characters, whether yeah. they're main characters or not, or like they have a lot of I can say screen time, but like book, book time, <laughs> page time, page time, yeah, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, that doesn't really paragraph matter. Paragraph time. Par- paragraph time. Yeah, that works. <laughs> we'll use that paragraph time. Um, that doesn't really matter because it's all just information to help you strengthen your main character. Mm-hmm. So if even if you spend a lot of time on their mum, but their mum's not in the story a lot, obviously having that really fleshed out mother character would help yeah. them yeah, help because understand it, I mean that that kind of really helps to decide the type of person because exactly, the yeah. levels of the relationship have if somebody yeah. doesn't have a great relationship with their mum that dictates yes. certain things yeah. about them yeah. if they have a great one that also dictates it does because obviously them, so. whoever you're raised by and yeah. whatever environment you're raised in yeah. will like we say in the back with the backstory stuff will inform who the person that they Absolutely. are so if you take some time like if you yeah. are struggling with your main character to just flesh out the other ones around them I, I reckon it will definitely help you with yeah, your main character 100% I think that's really really good advice to be honest because those human connections if you think about like there's that saying isn't there where it's like you are the is it you are the five people yes you're the product of the five five people people you're closest closest to to, yeah so if you think about that who are the five people closest to your main character or even the few people yeah it could be less than that in that story 
that really dictates sometimes mm. how you are and what you're exposed to and yeah. who you're around. You can change friendship group and become a completely different yeah. person because, yeah. it, you know, maybe the friendship group's toxic, mm. you know, or, you know, the family's toxic, whatever it is, or it could be great. Mm-hmm. And when you try to come away from that and then you come around toxic people, it all yeah. goes, you know, it goes to part. So it's kind of that thing of actually looking, I think Shana's spot on, looking at who is around that person mm-hmm really helps to actually flesh out who actually are they because why one why have they chosen to be around Mm. these people or have them enforced in a way or is it just because of how life's gone yeah and why are these people around this person yes you know are they manipulating yeah. them do they yeah. want to be their friend exactly their, do they still want them yeah. in their lives or not yeah do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that i do think that that actually really helps to dictate and i think spinning off that point um another one i would make is the we talked about the dialogue but mm. also the actions because yes. in life as well there's that thing isn't there of don't listen to what someone says look at what they do yeah 100%, and yeah. so i think with your characters sometimes what they do as well like you know especially again i think it works really well in mm. like an enemies to lovers romance yeah. where you've got like the the main let's say the main female and then you've got this alpha guy yeah or, or like he's the bad guy <laughs> but then actually you look and yeah he's saying this and whatever but what he's doing mm. shows you that he's actually the good guy and yeah, you know true, it's, yeah. it's just there between the lines yeah. isn't it i think like fourth wing zayden yeah violet you could see yeah what type of person zayden was from, from a very very early yes, yeah. yeah from his actions you knew what type of person he was. It took Violet a while to realise, yes. but we knew who he was, yeah. and it was very clear. And I think that sometimes as well, is it, what are they, what actions do they take? Because your actions really can dictate who you are. Mm. And choosing actions that make sense to your character's personality yeah. is really important. But also knowing when they do something that's out of character, but yes. making sure that you acknowledge that it's out of character Yeah, somewhere. yeah, it can't just be... It can't like, just oh, be but they wouldn't do that, they wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, it has to be acknowledged, or there has to be a lead-up to how that's happened, mm. or a change in their personality yes. because of yeah. an actual situation that's happened. You see sometimes with stories somebody close to them gets murdered and they change yeah they they become somebody different mm-hmm. and there is no going back to who they were yes. before so it's it's also acknowledging that your your individual your your main character can become something different before yeah. the end of the story and i think and that normal. is an important thing to say for fleshing out a yeah. character is that of the journey of the character the hero's yeah. journey or whatever they should be developing they should yep. be um learning and growing uh, whether yep. it's in a negative arc or yeah, a positive one yeah. um along their journey and if they're not then your characters aren't very strong because like everyone is everybody is affected by their circumstances like yep. who i was five years ago is completely different oh, to who yeah, i am now absolutely. whether yeah. you know in a big way or a small way like yeah. all of us are different yeah. so along this the story whether it's set along a week a year 10 years whatever they still need to change by the circumstances of the story otherwise your story is not that good i would say and it doesn't have to be like they've changed in a massive way like i say it can just be a small way but there has to be a reason why they went on this journey and and a lesson that they've learned along the way and i I learned that from like studying pixar really but yeah Yeah, they they, i love using pixar (laughs) the other thing that i was thinking of is actually like the the thinking about the circumstances of like the the world and the history and the time period and stuff that that is such a good one yeah Yeah. I, I, i didn't really consider it until just yeah. But yeah, like obviously, 
if they're in a world that's set in, I don't know, the 1920s when the, the human character is a woman, mm. then obviously they're going to have a certain set of beliefs because Absolutely. of being a woman in the 1920s and the restrictions, and the restrictions yeah. that are on their life. Absolutely. Are they okay with the gender norms or are they against them? Yeah. Do they, were they raised to, mm. like, you know, sit down and sew and, mm. I don't know, cook and stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, women are told to do back in those days and they were fine with it or they rebel against it and what does that mean and all these different things. Um, that could be really interesting to explore and don't forget the history even if you are fantasy writers like us yeah. creating completely different worlds there still should be like social norms and cultural Absolutely. norms in the world that you're creating yeah. and those social and cultural norms should inform who the character is and what they believe and why they believe those things whether they agree with the social norms or not absolutely yeah. i love that one because it does like i think it dictates how someone is and also yeah. acknowledging that if you do set it in a different time period what is acceptable then mm. or normal then is different to what's acceptable now and normal exactly, now yes, so yeah. accounting for things like that that there might be this type of person and we might be like that's terrible but back then it might not be yeah, that exactly, terrible yes, it's yeah. looking at things like that or if you put someone in like a dystopian world where you know things are different or in a fantasy or they're in the middle of space like, yeah. all of those factors dictate the type of person you want mm. and what is okay for survival like yes. some stories it's like kill or be killed and that is normal and they're yeah. still the good guy yeah do you know what i mean like i just read um oh the serpent and the wings of night and i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed it because it is like a kind of hunger game of vampires type game you sort of got that it's that kind of thing where she's got to survive and it's it's interesting to see that world and how vampires are perceived and how humans are perceived in it and what's acceptable and not acceptable Mm. because that is the norm yeah and obviously vampires humans are food yeah just the way we eat chickens (laughs) those of us that eat them um do you know what i mean Mm. it's that thing of what is okay in that world versus what's not okay and how does your character fit into that yeah 100 and it can actually be an interesting way of like exploring different social issues in our world or like if you've got themes and morals that you want to put in your story then obviously picking a certain time period or a certain social issue or whatever whatever a cultural norm and then exploring how your character then interacts with those norms can be your way of perfectly getting across whatever message you want to put out into the world about that so like say you want to write some sort of feminist fantasy Mm -hmm. then thinking about all those social norms about women being oppressed and everything and then how your character deals with that is your way of just naturally having a commentary about feminism without being like women's rights matter and that's it (laughs) like you know like that's a bit too preachy instead it needs to be interwoven into a story with just how your character reacts to it so that can be quite cool as well I think those are like the deep deep things and I yeah. love that one of the things that I do try to do when I'm actually just writing is sometimes look at you know like when I put a character in the scene I try to focus on their five senses mm. what do they see what do they smell choose tr- the lens with which they yeah. see the world see I want to see what did they notice if you had John Wick and he went and sat in a cafe mm. and you had me and I went and sat in a cafe I'm looking at the menu to be like, oh, do they have waffles, I wonder? Or like, do they have like chocolate fudge cake? That's my concern. I want to sit somewhere where there's a bit of sun. It's a nice little booth. It's comfortable. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to be looking okay, is there anyone in here that looks dodgy? Yeah. Where, are all where the can exits? I sit so I can yeah. see everybody? Oh, yeah, I yeah. want to sit somewhere where my back's not too yes. anybody really, yeah. where I can see all the exits. What could I pick up and use as a weapon? True. Like, how we view the world mm-hmm. is really, it's about our character. Yes, we true. view it based on our safety. And, like, for example, I view that now based on 
my safety mm. in the world. Mm-hmm. But if something traumatic, God forbid, touch wood, happened to me, yeah. I would view the world very differently. Yes. And I would not yeah. go and sit in a cafe and my only thought wouldn't be looking at, mm. you know, what what fun am I going to have? Yeah. I might be looking at, oh, is that person looking at me? Or why they walk past mm. here? That person was a bit close or that was a bit weird. Do yeah. you know what I mean? You, you start to see the world differently based on your life experiences. And I think that's really, they're really small little things, no, that's, but they're important that's really to good take Because like account. one of my characters, she was like cuddled and overprotected in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't know the realities of the world. She doesn't know that how people can be. Mm-hmm. And then she goes out into the world, obviously during the narrative and she ends up going through some really traumatic things. Mm-hmm. And then now she's hoping vigilance everybody doesn't trust people because yes. she's gone through yeah. something that's pretty yeah. obvious that's led to her being that way yeah. so yeah you're right and like yeah. how she interprets people how she mm. interprets situations mm. is different now because of who she who she is and what she's gone through so yeah I and i'm that. considering that with my character without giving anything away but my character as you know goes mm. from one type of life and then yes. something happens yeah. to her that changes everything mm-hmm. and maybe what she thought would be a good thing or mm. would make her fit in actually is so much more pressure Mm. and and stress than she could have ever anticipated and it's like what do you do when you get something that you really wanted Mm. yeah like and it's not what you thought it would be so it's yeah yeah, it's really looking at that because a lot of the times in a story we do go from like this status quo of like who is the character Mm. what's their normal life what's their every day to an inciting incident Mm. that changes their life yeah changes their every day and even that we have to take account for that change in their character in that small amount (laughs) it is a small amount yeah but yeah so even if it is a small amount you're absolutely right it's still that significant change Mm -hmm. from you know one way of seeing the world to another it's like you know an ordinary person who then discovers magic's real that changes Mm. everything that completely would frazzle your mind yeah are you joking like how what Mm. what 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 are the possibilities now that yeah i don't get it anymore like Mm. nothing's the same as what it was and i think it's really acknowledging the changes that your character goes through because not just like looking at who your character is at the mm-hmm. beginning of the story obviously that has to be your focus in the yeah. beginning but what do they go through throughout mm-hmm. and how does that start to adapt and change them into this overall character that you're trying to get to at the very very end yeah because that's absolutely. really important as well and that's yeah. something that you need to be focusing on and I think on the on the flip side, in a way, like we talked about how they're developing everything. So it's thinking about continuity. Obviously, you need your character to be consistent throughout mm-hmm. in as much as obviously, yes, they're developing and yes, they're learning and all this. They're being affected by their environment, all this. However, you can't have your character seem completely different in one chapter to another. Yeah, they yeah. can't just suddenly be speaking completely different for no valid reason. Like you, yeah. you need to your... go undercover. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Other than that, no. that's one specific situation. And yeah. the monologues should still remain the same. <laughs> Well, it's yes, because person. they're under- yes, exactly. So yeah, yeah and like, I think that some characters um will will seem very weak if if they're not being consistent yeah. with how they react to things and yeah. and how they speak and do they have friends that they're around and they're they're, they're a certain way with those friends like it needs to be yeah. consistent and the characters will be stronger if you can be like okay I really know you as a person by the end of the story because yeah. I, I feel like I've got to know you throughout it and yeah. I know this is how you would react to things. I know yeah. how um, you interact with your bestie, like all these different yeah. things. I know how you fall in love and how you react to things. Yeah. Like those little things have a character that leaves with you and I think that's obviously what everyone loves about Harry Potter is because those characters are like friends they're those powers with those characters are like real yeah. people they're and all unique that you, and they're, they're don't just... forget yeah exactly yeah. 100% so think about ways that you can make your characters unique you can make them develop and you can make them still be who they are a real person yeah. consistently throughout 
Yeah, the reality is, isn't it, that you, you to get to the depths of a really good character and like looking at stories that we love and why we love them, it's always because the characters feel really, really yeah. real and yeah. almost to the point where we forget that they're not real. Yeah. And, and even I, if you hate the character, yeah, they're, oh still gosh, they're still real and you're like, real. oh my God, you're such a good, well-written character, yeah, even though I hate a, you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a reason people love Loki. Yeah. He's like, he's ultimate bad guy, but yeah. there's just like... He, he's just great he's, yeah he's got a playful time. funness yeah as well, we like just like him we should have but we yeah, do yeah. and it's like I think the key thing is that you have to in the the time that you're writing your book or your story whatever it is short story you have to really believe this person is real yeah and you have to write like this person is real you have to make decisions like they're real when I say make decisions it's about knowing that it's not actually your decision it's yeah. the decision of what would somebody like this do in yes. a different situation you've yeah. got to think and I think a good way to practice would actually be to almost create create like an idea or get a prompt of like something that could happen to somebody yeah grab somebody that you know not True. physically but take <laughs> somebody in. that you know and write it as if you're writing them yeah and think about why you make the choice you make because you actually know them like i know like if i took somebody i knew what they to some degree what they will and won't do and what yeah. how they would react to something mm-hmm. and what they would say and then when you do that kind of an exercise then go back and really flesh out mm-hmm. the person that is going to be your main character and then do the same thing and yeah. realise that what you are doing is you are not writing yourself. No. You are writing an outsider that you mm-hmm. know very, very well. Yeah. And I think that's important. One thing that we did, didn't we, when we went on our writing yeah, retreat last year yeah. in the jacuzzi. <laughs> we were, um, I don't know, can't wait to go again. Um, we, we did like a game, didn't we, where yes. like we went round and we were kind of like pretending that we were interviewing each other's different mm. characters yeah. but we had to be the character and we had to answer like we were yeah. the character and that was so useful it really it? is and it's i think really that's useful. like the most important thing to do and i know that sometimes it can feel like wasted time and obviously you might not be as lucky as us to have writer friends yeah. you can do this on your own yeah. but it um it might feel like wasted time like oh, i just want to write the manuscript i just want to write the, the novel yeah. itself but you're actually doing yourself a disservice if yeah. you're plodding along with a character that's not working that you yeah. know is not working Absolutely. you're better off taking a month or even a year off yeah. to get to know that character if it helps to make your yeah. story, story stronger and it will make it will make the story stronger so take that time to to ask those questions and, and be like okay so who are you what are you doing why are you doing that yeah. all these different things yeah see i think that works really well i think a really good thing that is also cool to do is to go back and i do this sometimes go back to books where you have felt that you have really connected with the main character. Yeah. And just go back through, even if you read a few chapters or just the opening chapter, I like to do this a lot. Mm-hmm. What made you connect with that character? Like, yeah. what was it that you you saw in them immediately? Yeah. Because I kind of know from like a first chapter if I'm going to like a book or not and like a character and want to spend time with them. Mm. A lot of times when I go like this, nah, it's because you ain't drawn me in straight away. Yeah. And I feel like I'm so much into character yeah. that if that character doesn't draw me in with their voice from the beginning, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. So what makes a character's voice, what makes their inner monologue yeah. interesting? It doesn't have to be all doing all these crazy things. I'm going to go think out of the box and do this. No. It just has to be make them real. Mm-hmm. Make them real and make them react to the situation in the way that they would so yeah. that I can feel that their reaction is realistic, Mm -hmm. but also make me root for something. Because I think that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing in a book. Even if you have a villain as your main character, we have to be able to root for something in what they're doing and root for them and find 
a thread of good yeah. through them. Like, if you think about, like, the show You, I haven't read the book, but the mm. show You, very crazily, we start to like Joe yeah. and be on Joe's side. Now, Joe is a stalker killer. Like, yeah. There's no two ways about <laughs> no, it. There's he no, we is. can't work around it. There's no, oh, but the, he is what he is. He's mm. the bad guy. But there is something, mm. the way in which it's been written, that we hang on to because there are threads of good. Yes. There are threads of good and there is threads of understanding mm. in what he's doing, even though it's not right. Yeah. And and it's about getting that. You don't have to write a good character or no. the good guy, you know, or the hero. Um, I'm doing this all in inverted comments, guys. Um, <laughs> but you do have to write somebody that we can root for. Yeah. And that has to come across in all the things we've said. Mm-hmm. You know, their personality, their actions, yeah. their dialogue, their inner monologue, the things they do, that voice has to be something that we are willing to to go along with mm-hmm. for many many pages yeah 100 percent. because you know I mean? yeah like you say mm-hmm. people will be put off with when that voice isn't coming through and it's not yeah. strong enough and it feels yeah. like they're just Absolutely. plodding along to a plot that you've already plotted out Absolutely. and i think that's when you know that you're in dangerous territory when you focus more on the plot than you do the characters like if you're sitting there yeah. like i want this cool thing to happen i want that cool yeah. thing to happen and then that thing will be devastating yeah. that thing's not going to be devastating no. because the character has not emotionally gone through the right things to get to that thing to be devastating Absolutely. you've just made it happen because you thought yeah. it looked cool or because you saw it on tv show <laughs> like it's, i don't mean to be harsh but that's what some people do it's, don't they? it's better to say that than to yeah. leave people yeah. to think that the 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 best books and shows have the best characters. Exactly, that, that is just the reality. We characters follow. that are making choices yeah. and that are logically yeah. going through an emotional journey. And I think yeah. that the the best character work is I don't know it's a TV show not a not a, a book but it's in, it's arcane with uh, Jinx's character and just mild spoilers but the things that she goes through before the time skip make it so obvious why she's who she is afterwards and oh my god that character i keep coming back like you can just see a picture online of her oh and it gives god. me chills really? because that's how good her character yeah. arc is i still need to watch yeah <laughs> but if you just watch it just to study her yeah. like you, you will get what i mean yeah. um because that is a, an emotional story yeah. with a logical negative arc yeah and I would just love to be able to replicate something like that. That's what, amazing. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> Look at what people do. Like, for me, that that version, that for me, is June Handmaid's Tale. My yeah, gosh. oh, yeah. She yeah. has me, like, I'm there with her. I'm yeah. there with her in every step. Every I don't know how she kept going, to be honest. I don't either. I would not be I think, I think it's the having a child, isn't it? I, I even said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but obviously, I, I don't have children, so I don't done. know. But, you know, like, yeah. oh, my God, that's that, so much. To have that kind of fight in... Yeah in somewhere where you can feel so powerless. Well, good, actually, like, what you're saying, like, what are they fighting for? What keeps your character yes. going? Yeah, because that, have that motivation, that desire, that goal has to be strong enough to Absolutely. get them through. Because, like, we yeah. all, like, with fantasy stories and, like, war stories and stuff, like, we often do put them through really difficult circumstances. Yeah. And it's like, what normal person would go through all of this? Like, yeah. why would they go through it? Yeah. Or why wouldn't they just be like, you know what, this isn't worth it, I'm going home. Yeah. What makes them keep going? What makes them stay? What changed? Like, I think a really good example of that is Katniss. We all know why she goes yeah. on the journey because she's trying to save her sister. Yeah. She takes that. And then she gets pushed into... I think with Katniss, it is actually her empathy because mm. she cares so much that yeah. once she was shoved in it, she did not want to be the face of this rebellion. No, she she didn't, didn't want to do this. She didn't want war. But when you've seen what you've seen mm. and you can't unsee it, they set her up really well to show us yeah. how kind and how caring she was, how much she would sacrifice mm. with, like, Rue and all of that. And a lot of it in the end ends up being for Peter as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they showed, actually... They, sh- they really set up good groundwork of 
this is an empathetic person mm. that cares and cannot help caring. Yeah. So when she was pushed into being it, it's like, I don't want this, I don't want to do yeah. this. But she's always put other people yeah. before and her. Yeah, and like seeing the other districts yeah. and seeing how they were yeah. in pain. She's like, yeah. no, she even though I'm it. safe and I'm fine, yeah. I can't be happy with yeah. you being in pain. Yeah. And, and they set that up from the beginning so that when she was in the rebellion and she had every choice or reason to just mm. go into hiding and leave and I don't want to be a part of this, I don't want to do this, Snow's after me. Yeah. She still chose the harder way because she what we saw from the beginning is was this was a girl who consistently put other people before her mm. in all times, all the time. Yeah. Even when she was in the actual place and she was fighting in the Hunger Games. Yeah. She constantly put other people before her. So it made sense later on mm-hmm. why she would do that. One hundred percent. Harry he was somewhat fighting for his parents, I think. I, yeah. I think like there was a, he did, there was still the good and the bad, mm-hmm. but his real tether was that this person killed my parents mm-hmm. and they took all of this life away from me. Yeah. And when he finally and that, they're got now that, hurting my newfound yeah, family, absolutely, and taking that, yeah. threatening that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think having that real thread of what someone is fighting for, you are right. It gives. It gives that that depth, the, in yeah, all like areas. a more power to, to yeah. the story and their narrative. Yeah. Why am I fighting? Yeah. Who am I fighting yeah. for? Because yeah. like, why can't I get out? Mm. Or sometimes I think it's that case of it's not even necessarily that they're fighting, but they're forced into a situation mm. that they can't get out. So it's like once you're forced in, yeah. What do you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And how do you survive? And what we how, do to survive? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what's what then? It makes you think about picking a side. Like I'm thinking about in my story again, guys. Yeah. Sorry, I can't tell you yet. Shana <laughs> knows, but I'm thinking about once she gets that thing that she always thought mm-hmm. she wanted, and then she gets it, and it's kind of like, oh wow, is this mm-hmm. the pressures of it? She has no choice but to stay because yeah. she can't be like, it's okay, bye. Yeah. There's no. only one way she can give it up, and you know what yes, that is. Yeah. So then it's kind of like. Now you're forced mm. into it. Yeah. And that in itself is pressure. Yeah. And that in itself is, I can't actually just walk away from this mm. now. Like I don't, I don't even have the choice to yeah. walk away. I can walk away, but the cost is high. And you know what? Showing that in terms of the villain can be really strong, I think. Like, maybe mm. they've walked a road and they actually realise when they're partway, like, oh my God, what have I done? I've gone too but far. But it's like, I've gone too far. Yeah. yeah. I think that happens with a lot of villains. Like, you, you hit that point of no return. Yeah. Of like, I've done this gruesome thing that I just cannot go back yeah from. like there's a, like you, you've heard it sometimes on shows where people are like nobody would accept me no one would forgive me now yeah. like i can't there is no yeah. back for me this is it exactly so like I they'd now rather die than yeah. go back yeah. Like, so it's like, yeah yeah it's now like well you know what this side does accept me as yeah. i am so i'm yeah. gonna stick with it and i'm exactly. gonna have to just ride the wave of how it goes mm-hmm. so it's just it's really interesting when you actually do think about character because i it do is. think that character is the most important part of a the story there is no other important part no. i might not have thought this when i first started writing because i just mm-hmm. didn't realize but there is no other important part there without a, like, the character you have no story well literally yeah because like all of us have a story to tell and the only reason we have that story to tell is because of us. Absolutely. Without us existing, there would be no story. So yeah, yep. the characters are the most important thing. Absolutely. So I hope that you find some of these tips um, useful. We think that the most important thing is backstory, yeah. internal conflict, character voice, mannerisms, mm-hmm. thinking about their world and how it influences them, think about their history and the genre and how it influences them. All of those things, if you think, if you figure those out, you can't go wrong. And just keep peeling yeah. back, asking why, asking yeah. questions keep and going deeper. That why. Yeah, and then I swear to you, you'll end up with a pretty brilliant character. Yeah, you will. And don't forget that 
it's okay to start writing when you don't know everything. Oh, yes, 100%. there is a lot you will learn about the yeah. character as you actually write. It doesn't all come in the pre No, it doesn't. As they, yeah, you'll start to... New characters will walk on. Mm. Things will happen that you didn't expect to happen. All of that affects your character. So who they become and who they are and what they do changes as you go. So yes. get writing as quickly as you can yeah. because that's the best way to actually mm-hmm. explore who they are. Yes, exactly, 100%. Yeah, you, do, you can ask these questions as you go and keep asking yeah. yourself as you go. In, in fact, I would encourage that. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for listening. Happy writing. I hope that you can have some fun going away and using these tips. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks, guys. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.